Be courageous and let's be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. 2 Samuel 10, 12. Dear God, we know you have a purpose for our lives. Thank you for having the best plan and for showing us which way to go. Help us to always follow after you, even when it's hard. We know you have a wonderful purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Victory after victory. In our last story, Nathan the prophet told David that his kingdom will be established forever. In this story, Hanan, king of Ammon, will humiliate David's officials. But David will dispatch soldiers for revenge against the Ammonites, as inspired by 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles. Hi, it's Joya Sadler here. Thanks for being with me today as we dive into the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. In today's story, we're going to see how the people of Israel did just what God told them to do, and he blessed them for their obedience. We're even going to hear about David wearing the crown of another king. So listen closely and see just how God's people made his promises and purposes come true. Sometime after Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, died, his son, Hanan, was crowned the new king of the Ammonites. When David heard this news, he decided to do something to show kindness to Hanan for all the kindness his dad had shown to him. So David assembled a team of people to go and express his condolences to Hanan. Although David's team went with good motives, when they arrived in Ammonite country, they were met with total distrust. The Ammonite leaders began to convince Hanan that the real reason this team was there was to snoop around the city. All of their whispers got through to Hanan, and so he took David's officers and shaved off half of their beards and cut their robes. Humiliated, the team stayed in Jericho so that their beards could grow back. When the Ammonites realized David now had a negative view on them, they began to rally more troops. They reached out to Beth Rahab, Zobah, Makkah, and Tob. Between these, they added 33,000 more troops to their cause. And when David caught news of this, he dispatched his strongest fighters under the leadership of Joab. The Ammonites assembled in front of the city gate in battle formation, while the other troops they brought gathered in the open field, also ready for battle. Joab split up his troops. One group went with his brother Abishai to the city gate, and the other went with him to the open field. When the troops in the open field saw Joab's army coming, they took off and retreated. And when the Ammonites saw their allies retreat, they also retreated. 
So Joab and the army of Israel returned to Jerusalem. Finally, King David decided to join the action and gathered Israel. They crossed the Jordan together to attack the Arameans of Zobah. In this battle, David killed 700 chariot drivers and 40,000 cavalrys. It was from this point on that the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites again. Joab took the troops and continued to attack the Ammonites. He even set siege to Rabbah so hard it was left in complete ruins. To show how victorious they were, David took the crown of their king and wore it himself. They took vast quantities of loot from the city and put their people to hard labor. Well, as you heard, things did not start out great for David in today's story. The Ammonites did not trust David's kindness and instead shaved the beards off his men. You might think, so what? What's the big deal? The big deal is that in Bible times, beards were a sign of respect. Many of the slaves did not have beards, and without one, you were seen as not important and less than. David's men were embarrassed and felt very disrespected. It would be like going through a whole day at school without your shoes, or worse. But as always, God was with David. He led his people and helped them defeat many armies against them. So much so that eventually everyone was afraid of Israel. Now, why do you think God kept blessing the nation of Israel while David was king? According to the Bible, part of the reason is that God's people honored and respected him. They sought his counsel and did what he told them to do during that time. God gave them a plan and a purpose, and they fulfilled it. Did you know that you have a purpose as God's child? A purpose is just the reason why something was created. In Luke 10:27, Jesus gives us our purpose as his children when he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Here's the short version. Love God first, then love the people around you. That's God's best plan for us, and that is what we should try to do every day. Are you wondering how? Loving God means thinking about Him, reading His Word, talking to Him, and doing your very best to live in a way that pleases Him. Now, because of sin, that's impossible to do all the time. We will mess up and do things wrong often, but that doesn't mean we don't love God. We can ask for forgiveness and start over every day. Best of all, even if we don't always love God well, He never stops loving us perfectly. Now, loving people can be a bit harder sometimes because people aren't perfect like God. Loving others means that we care about other people like we care about ourselves. For example, if you saw a kid sitting all alone at lunch, would you ignore them or try to make them feel better? What would you want someone to do for you? Well, that's your answer. There are lots of ways we can love others. We can do it with our words by writing a kind note to someone who's feeling sad. 
We can do it with our actions by baking cookies for a neighbor who is feeling lonely. We can even do it by our prayers when we pray for those who are sick, sad, or in need. Loving God and loving others is our purpose. And just like the nation of Israel, God can give us the strength and courage to do this even when we think we don't know how. Because in the end, the Lord will do what seems good to him. Just as he did with David and his children, he will help us accomplish his promises and purposes for the sake of his big, amazing plan. Can you think of one thing you can do today to show God how much you love him? Thanks for listening. You'll want to come back next time to hear all about a very bad choice that King David made. Yes, you heard that right, King David. And remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more Bible stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.